Love Talk Radio. on Facebook so that people can um, look that look in public because it always for some reason goes to only me and I don't know yeah. why it does that but um, we'd like to welcome you to our show we have John Stevens coming on next week y'all from Virginia Paranormal Events but tonight we're going to be talking to our special guest April and she is actually um, on an investigation as we speak so she's taking time out of her week to come on the show and talk to us so you might hear some equipment go off but i'm just going to let her take the show and <laughs> well hello guys yeah no we're um coming to you from a place called the Durra or shriver uh farmhouse uh built in 1861 originally the land was owned by the shrivers um, dating all the way back to 1847 and um, this place is not advertised as being haunted, but we always have this, like, randomly good luck. So every year we do this, good, this girls' trip, right, um, and we go on paranormal tours, that's what we call it. Last year we did Texas, and we basically went from uh, the center of Texas all the way to the eastern side of Texas, um, investigating the whole way. We did... Um, Town and uh, Lavaca and Quero and um, Magnolia and like all the hot spots down there. Um, and this year we decided we would do something a little bit different. We would go ahead and do um, just one location. And we would really focus all of our energy on that one spot. Um, and with that one spot, we would talk about, uh, we would really get to a point where we understood who was in the house, the spirits in the house, that kind of thing. Um, so this location was not built with being haunted. It's, it's a family farm. I mean, still, they've owned the same farm, the Durabras. They've owned this farm since 1903. Um, still a working farm. There's cows all around us and horses and all sorts of stuff. And um, I'll say this is probably the most active place I have ever been in my entire, like, paranormal career. Um we have had nothing but uh, REM 
hot hits, flux hits, um, K2 hits. Like, and we have, so we have stuff stationed all over the house now, and we are, um, we're here for a solid week. So um, this was part of the battlefield, right, for getting first. We knew that there was going to be something here. We just didn't know quite what. Mm-hmm. And there's actually been confirmed at least three deaths in the house. This, this house, like many of the houses in Gettysburg, this house is all used as a field hospital, of course, right? So that's what they did. Right. That's really cool. Yeah, it's been very active this evening. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm looking over your head waiting to see for that clock or one of those pieces of... I know. Well, it's been, been bouncing around here pretty good, so yeah. I'm sure you're going to hear something. I'm waiting to see what's going to fly across your head from behind you. It got to the point where we couldn't even, like we were eating just, you know, 30 minutes ago to an hour ago, and it got to the point where we had to actually, it got to the point where we we had to actually, like, turn the rem pod off and move it, because it it got to the point where it was like, they're going to think, because, you know, the house, their house, the owner's house is actually not too far from here, they're going to think that the smoke alarm is going off or something, so loud, yeah. and it's so upset. So, um, it's been a pretty active evening. Thank you. <laughs> so, we're, we're just trying to get to know it, and I think that this is, at the end of the day, probably one of the best ways to do it, just because otherwise, you don't, you, you might go and you might have interaction. Right. Um, this, is our, this is our second night here, and I think it's starting to get a little more used to us and a little bit more used to what we're doing and right. understand that we don't have any um, ill intentions or anything like that. And so That's really cool. We didn't want to, yeah, we didn't want to just come and do the standard, you know, Jenny Wade House is, of course, a landmark um, in the charitable community. We didn't want to just do that. We didn't want to just do, um, what is it, that other restaurant that's in town that we want to go to. Like a bed and breakfast too, but it's also like a barrow in or something like that. But all just um, it's all you know stuff that people always talk about, stuff that people always know about. Now that is my friend Heather <laughs> coming in the door. That's not a good. One. Um, so yeah, there were Ryan. It's been it's been really awesome. Oh, was Ryan here? Yeah, your buddy old pal is yeah. on. Oh. oh, hello. Yeah, I was trying to. See who all was on here, but I can't really, I can't really tell. It gives me a couple of people. Hey, Ronnie, how are you? I was, I was seeing this. Yeah. <laughs> so how long have you been doing this? Paranormal in general? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I had my first experience, my first real experience when I was 17 years old, and I'm 39 now. Um, so... 22 years. Hey, Ron. Um, my first experience, though, was with uh, my dad. My dad died when I was 17 from lung cancer, and it was fairly unexpected. I mean, we knew, but we probably didn't know more than, like, 30 days ahead of time. And um, we went to the hospital, you know, to, to stay with him and to hang out with him and see him. And things just took a turn really, really quickly and went downhill really fast. Um, and so... After he died, he died around midnight, 
and we went back to my grandparents' house because that was the closest place to um, the hospital. And everybody went to sleep. Of course, it was super late in the evening. Around 3 o'clock, I woke up, couldn't go back to sleep, so I went back out to the, the living room, and that's when my dad walked in. <clears throat> Now, I know now that what I had was actually a psychological um, issue. It was it, it just, it's something that happens when you get extremely stressed out. Um, it's called um, after-death artifact, right? So I know now that part of what I experienced, at least, was um, that my mind was so stressed and so taxed by that traumatic event that I was just making up things to try and fill in the gap. Um, and that's kind of, that took me years to figure that out, to do enough research to actually say, okay, well, at least part of this wasn't paranormal, it was a naturally occurring thing, but there's other things that happened within that scenario that I don't understand and that I have never understood. For instance, when he walked into the room, what he was saying to me was, and he had his arms like this, he was very animated, he said, cross creeks, cross creeks. Um, and I have never, right, in 22 years, I have never figured out what that meant. I don't know. I have no idea. He was either trying to tell me to stay away from something or to give it towards something. Um, and I have structured my life around that to a certain extent. Um, my paranormal group is Cross Creek. Um, I have done plenty of work in Fort Bragg, North Carolina, which the old name for Fort Bragg was Cross Creek. Um, I have lived in apartment complexes because the name of them was Cross Creek. Like, I have done um, things to structure my Thank life you. with intention toward that. That's wild. Um, so I wonder if it's a so, if it's a past life thing or something. Or or it's a future life thing. It's yeah. something that I'm supposed to do or not supposed to do. Um, imagine having that hanging over your head, mm-hmm. right? You know, mm-hmm. the how I die? Like, I don't know. <laughs> Do the business that you're supposed to have? Maybe it's only not to cross the creek. Like, yeah. I don't know, but one day I'll find out somehow. Oh, yeah, you will. (laughs) Yeah. Probably when I least expect it. And then part of me also feels like maybe it is he said that to me because he knew that I would spend a vast preponderance of my life trying to figure out what that meant, and it would lead me down this path. And I would, you know, be in this community and be doing things and be – you know, volunteering and, and trying to help people and trying to, um, you know, increase scientific knowledge of the community. So maybe it's that too. That's you know. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you never know. What yeah. You, um, David, can you read Ronnie's comment? I can't see it. Yeah. yeah. We just saw off the beaten path locations in Gettysburg. 84 murder house, Jenny Wade birthplace, a plantation field house outside of town, and the Dobbins house. I'm interested in hearing about this uh, 84 murder house. What's, the, what's up with that, Robbie? Share, share it with your friends. Come on. Share it with Karen. Come on, Robbie. Ronnie. Ronnie, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You want me to see? I'm sure he'll put it in the comments. Let's see. He's probably typing as we speak. 
So how many pieces of equipment do you have set up in the house right now? Okay, so listen, um, I flew in from Georgia, and uh, Heather, who's one of the other people on my team, she, she's over here at the table right now as well. Um, so we, we had to con be conservative because um, we all had to take flights. Right, right. Um, so we have a flux. We have one run pod. We have two PSB 7s We have two recorders. We have, what else do we have? Wow, a whole lot of EMF readers. A whole lot of EMF readers. Four EMF readers in there probably rooms in this house because everybody brought an EMF reader. Um, lasers, um, which we need to set up. We need to set up a grid after this. We'll make everything dark and we'll sit here and eat food and drink and watch the lasers. Um, what else? Mm, echo box. Yeah. Um, we got a pretty solid, you know, so are y'all working in different areas then? Do y'all is that what do y'all live like within the same area or is your yeah, team? So actually so with Cross Creek Paranormal, one of the things that makes us unique is that and we kinda of talked about this a little bit last time, is that Cross Creek Paranormal is made up of all people that have similar interests, obviously the paranormal, but outside of that, we are all either veterans or have served with the DOD or something like that. Um, because it's so hard to find a good group when you are either a veteran or a service member or something like that because you're constantly moving. And so every time you move, you have to find a new paranormal family that takes a it takes a while to get ingrained into that type of community because sometimes people can be a little standoffish right, right. and not necessarily want to share their locations or, you know, not necessarily want to add you to their team because they don't know you or whatever. Um, so Cross Creek is actually made up of um, pretty much all veterans um, or, or uh, people that have been in government service. So we all know what it means to have to strip our lives and start over again. We all know what it means to, to be the new kids on the block. Um, so, with that being said, we have people all over the United States, and in some cases internationally as well. Um, and so, whenever they're available, right, so whenever there's a hunt in Stuttgart, Germany, right, Calaveras, mm -hmm. uh, whenever there's a hunt there, then it means that whoever is in that location will head up that hunt, and then they'll just get more people. And so, we kind of replicate at that point. Hey, John. Um, so, I'm from hey, Georgia. John. Heather is from Texas, and then Gabby is from Maryland. And so we all met up here in the middle in Gettysburg and uh, have just had a ball. So That sounds really cool. Yeah, well, most of us are, are uh, actually 100% of us are female, too. It just happened that way. And, you know, like if there's a male that's involved, it wants to get involved, absolutely, please talk to us. Um, but it just so happens that it's all female veterans. But. Well, that's cool, too. Yeah. <laughs> We've got people in California, we've got people in Washington State, we've got people in Texas, Louisiana, like you name it, we've got people all over the place. So how do they become a part of the team? I mean, how does they that work? They just show an interest in it, honestly. Right. Um, and so typically I travel so much that I'm going to meet you one way or another across the universe, I will come to you. Um, and so usually when that happens, Wherever I go, I try and plan a hunt. Like we just did one in Tombstone. We also did a little bit of work at Bisbee last week. 
Um, and of course, there were new people there that were interested in it but didn't really know a whole lot about it. They come to hunt. We teach them how to use the equipment. We teach them, you know, basically the tenants, right? We don't do anything crazy, but I do want to make sure that people are being safe out there and understand how to structure an investigation properly. And, um, yeah, that's it. You're in. There's no dues card. There's no secret handshake. We don't do any of that stuff. We, Then a lot, quite a few places. Sounds like yeah. that you stay yeah. busy between mm-hmm. your the type of work that you do and yeah. Yeah, we try and stay really busy um, as often as possible. Um, we try and get at least one or two investigations in every quarter. Um, and if I travel every month, then it is whenever I travel because it's not like I have my family or you know all of my other obligations. Um, to deal with at the house, so right. I'm 100% focused on paranormal outside of my actual job. Right. Yeah. Sounds like fun, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what has yeah. been some interesting places that you've investigated? I mean, besides where you're at now, which has been, according to you, one of the most active locations you've been to, what would be the other location? <laughs> Because you've been everywhere, it sounds like. Oh, there's still a lot on my bucket list, for sure. There's still a lot of things I, I would really love to do. Um, I think the best hidden gem location. Okay, I'm going to give you all a secret. For those of you that are listening, don't screw this up. Okay, hidden gem. All right. Quero, Texas. There is a museum. It is it is a home that is owned by the local historical society. It is on Airbnb. It is a gorgeous mansion. Um, I don't remember exactly what the name of it is, but it is a gorgeous mansion. You can rent it for fairly cheap. It's like 300 bucks a night, and you get the entire mansion. There's four bedrooms in there, uh, probably four bathrooms. It was huge. You get a kitchen. You get all this stained glass everywhere. Beautiful. Just heard a whistle. Um, so that place is off the chain. Off the chain. Um, so much so that, you know, between the REM pod going off in the middle of the night, so we would set the REM pod at the base of the stairs or on the top of the stairs, and then the bedrooms were off of that. It's a, it's a big, really big place. There's no way. There's no human in that building except for um, the three of us. And we 
except in our bedroom. Nobody was coming out of their bedrooms. Everybody was just chilling, watching TV. We were all expecting to go to sleep, not really get much of anything. It was an intense night. Um, there was so much uh, EMS going off, or the rip hydrant was going off. Um, we ended up pulling up the PSB-7. PSB-7 was going off. It was giving us actual, like, logical, uh, logical statements and things like that, things that would, sentences, you know, it was, um, it was wild. Yeah, so that is a hidden gem, very unique, um, and not something that they talk about, right? Teeny tiny little town. Uh, and if you're there, you might as well head on to either Yorktown or Lavaca. It's basically the same distance. It's like 45 minutes between the two, right? So you can do Yorktown, Quero, and then Lavaca all together. Oh, wow. Yeah. Sounds like fun, too. It's super fun. Lavaca is incredible. The ladies that own that place are um, gems. They're wonderful ladies. Um, and they, it's an old jail, right? You can sleep in the jail cells. Um, it's a lot more quaint um, than any of the other jails. Right, so Eastern State, obviously, is huge and cavernous. And, of course, everybody always has really good stuff there, really good evidence. This is, um, but this is much smaller, um, and it's very intimate. You can kind of hear things across the jail cells. It's got these really old 1800s, um, mid-1800s jail cells that are made out of iron. It's really, it's really cool. Oh, it sounds it like it is. Yeah. Sounds super cool to me. Have you ever, um, this is going to be a weird question, but have you investigated anywhere in Georgia? Um, yes, I have. So we, um, last year I did, I'm trying to remember the name of it, um, Alton maybe, Alton Wood, it's a, um, it's a railroad trestle, and I believe it is Alton, right? So it's a railroad trestle that goes across this river. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't remember the name of the river, I'll have to look it up here in a minute, but that roller trestle um, was used for some pretty heinous acts. Um, so first of all, Sherman burned the bridge when it was when he was making his campaign and storming through the rest of Georgia. This is about mm, an hour and 15 minutes outside of to the east of Atlanta, right? Um, along the interstate, what is it, 20, I guess? Yeah, 20. Um, so, oh. Interstate 20, mm -hmm. that's Georgia, Atlanta. Um, so this particular, this particular uh, train trestle, Sherman burned it down. They rebuilt it to a certain extent. It wasn't exactly perfect. Of course, the rock pylons were there. Lots of really rich history. But then uh, during the time of the civil rights, it became kind of a symbol for um, the KKK in that area. And there were a lot of um, incidents there that were really unfortunate, and some of them involved people being hung from the bridge, um, which was, you know, obviously terrible. And then more recently, in the last five years, there was also a um, a little boy, and this is all real, like all verified historically. Uh, we did the research. We did. The, we took the time to actually make sure we verified all these claims. There was a little boy who had gone missing from the town. I hope you guys can hear it. you guys hear it? Mm -hmm. So there's three people in this house. Here. 
and I was working with the Drug Enforcement Administration at the time, um, one of their military liaisons, and um, Dan was one of the very first people, and this is, I was like 22, 23, well, like, no nothing, you know, and he's already had, um, at that point, almost 20 years in, so he really, uh, he really put me out like two years playing, and he was very close to that. Yeah, yeah. He's a, he's, um, the kids love him. He's a really good instructor, evidently, for the JROTC program in our county. So, and the kids really like him. But he wants to retire from teaching. I told him I had one more child left, and he was not allowed to do that. <laughs> like I got one more kid in the school system. You can't do that yet. <laughs> not allowed. <laughs> so. Small world, that's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll have to sit over here and find what Ronnie Anderson is talking about. At least I found one yeah. little article because it's going to bother me until it's found. Ronnie, we're going to find it. Yeah, we're going to find it. Yeah, go to Google Earth or something to figure it out. Yeah. So... How are your other two friends doing? They're not wanting to talk tonight. Mm -hmm. Well, it's like, it's kind of small. So, like, in the little screen, you can see, like, everything. Yeah. But in the, this screen, I don't know which one you guys actually see. I can I see, well, I guess it would be, are you using your cell phone or something? No, we're using a tablet. Oh. I can only just see you with the background of that clock that I'm waiting to, is going to flip over your head soon. <laughs> so far, I, I think what it is, the, the, I think what it is, the more windows we have, the smaller each screen is. Mm, okay. All right. Like, well. Because when it's just me and Jerry on before the show, there's quite a bit on each side of us. But right now, with the three of us on, it's smaller. Real tiny, yeah. I don't know if we can, I don't think we can enlarge it, can we? Let me see. Oh. Oh, oh there you go. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. No, come here. We've got to face up now. Yeah, I had to <laughs> I had to switch the frame. I didn't I didn't know. Come on, you got come on. So I'm like, no, we don't want to be on there. They're trying to be shy right now. Yeah. It's a podcast. It's not even choreographed. We just <laughs> Fly by the seat of our pants. Okay. So this is Gabby. Hi. Hi. So nice to meet you. Hi, nice to meet you. And Heather's on her way. Heather's coming. She had she had to grab another Modelo. Listen. We might be good, honey, but we are still sleeping in this location. So um and we're getting snowed in on Thursday, so things Let's are for it. Things are, you know, well, we need to get drinks. Heather. Hi. The infamous Heather. Hold it. Thank you. <laughs> I washed my hands. Oh, thanks. <laughs> There's just the three of us. Yeah, well, uh, it sounds like y'all are having a good time there. We are trying. You know, we do this every year. We have a little girls trip, and we, uh, and it's all about, you know, doing yoga and journaling and writing and trying to, like, uh, trying to really enhance some of our other talents, 
care of each other, um, you know, room work, things like that. Yeah. Of course, John Stevens has to put in that he wants some Medela with y'all. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Here's nothing. I don't have sure. Modelo, but, you know. <laughs> and then Ronnie said, Ronnie again, I, maybe he came out, he must have come on after. What, he wants to know where you're at. So we are at the um, DeGraw, uh, or DeGraw, um, and for Shriver, uh, sorry, if you know John Stevens, then you know John Stevens is our pole dancer at the cabin on 360. Oh, to be Lord. exact. Carrie says she knows John. Carrie, how do you know John? If she knows John Stevens, then we know that, you know, everybody knows John Stevens. John Stevens is, he has his Virginia Paranormal Events page. Oh. So anytime you got events going on, just put it on Virginia Paranormal Events and he'll he'll post it. Yeah. Well, John, John, what are you doing? Get the car, let's go. <laughs> yeah, he probably would. <laughs> <laughs> we got a spare bedroom? No, we don't. But we have a couch. <laughs> well, no, we actually, there'll be two spare bedrooms tonight after all the activity. John Stevens will, he can just, you know, sleep right outside the door. He'll be all right. He goes anywhere. So. Yep. All right, well, John, come on. Let us know when you're close. Come on, let us know. <laughs> yeah. He's, 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 yeah, but if you have any, he'll be on the show next week because once a week, the third Tuesday of every month, we always do a show with John Stevens so that he can talk about some of the upcoming events that are going on and, you know, that way it keeps everybody posted as far as what's going on where. So, but he's, he um, is the founder of Virginia Paranormal Events, which is on Facebook, and then he has a website too. So, now I, I saw when you do a, you do a podcast also, can you tell me a little bit about that and the viewers and when is it and... Who's on it? Oh, I sure can. So I am one of the hosts of uh, Freaks and Geeks Paranormal Podcast. Um, we typically put out our shows every Tuesday night, but um, you can find them on any major podcasting network. Um, and, of course, you can access them anytime you want to. Um, we have four hosts in total. This is myself, my husband, Chris, Carrie, who's in the chat right now, um, and then also our friend, Stacy. Um, Stacy is, Stacy brings a little bit of balance to us because Carrie and I, well, okay. So I'm a Columbus, right? Um, for real. And then Carrie is, um, well, Carrie is just Carrie. You can't describe her as any one thing. Like, she just, she is what she is. She is, um, everything, the, the person that keeps us the lightest and the, and keeps us good people, right? She constantly is the one that is our, our um, ethics check, right? Um, which is funny because she's actually a stone cold killer, if you know her. Um, but we won't get into that. <laughs> Carrie does her thing. Stacy is a devout Catholic. 
Um, she offers a very religious perspective. Um, and then my husband, Chris, is just not secular. Like, he's just kind of does his own thing. He's very open, open-minded. Um, Chris is, Chris and Stacy are both big old nerds. Um, they love anything space-related. They love anything space-related. They love anything like um, super dirty. Like, there's a meteor, like, that's coming, coming back. I guess coming back around now, and they're both freaking out about it, right? So that's them. Um, Carrie and I just want to tell those stories, to be honest with you. Um, we want to talk about folklore. We usually spoil it for the rest of them. You know, we'll just be sitting. There was a whole episode once where we were talking about, uh, we were talking about a uh, sci-fi um, thriller that had come out. Um, it was a classic. Uh, Carrie, what is it? Please help me. <laughs> Carrie always does help. She knows everything. She's a didactic learner. She's so smart. Um, for real, not, that's not joking. She's super incredible genius. Well, um, it has Sam Neill in it, though. It's in Lawrence Fishburne. Event Horizon. That's the one, right? Okay, so they, Chris and Stacy are going off, and they're going all of Hitter about all the sci-fi stuff and, like, space and all this stuff. And the whole time, Carrie and I are just making jokes about Sam Neill and his meat suit. The whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and we comic release sometimes as well. Sam Neill's meat suit, you know. Oh, evidently somebody likes that. Yeah. I don't know. We did have it on the staircase. She told yeah. that, yeah. and it wouldn't stop going off. So we finally moved it so that we could have a conversation, and now it has uh, just started it again. Oh, jeez. Well, yeah. I guess that's okay. It's not quite as, as active as it was when it was on the staircase. Yeah, it's just like constant, like, well, it off, probably knows that you're on a podcast, and they're like, we don't know those two strange people, so we're just not going to do too much. But when they get off, we'll be fine and start back up again. We're strangers okay. to them. You know, okay. having, to, having a conversation, maybe they don't really want to interrupt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just my guess. Yeah. Then as soon as, we, as soon as we hang up, then y'all will be in trouble and be sleeping in the same room huddled together. Maybe. I mean, it's it's very I'm ready. That's, that's totally possible. What's the worst that could happen at this point, honestly? You know? Yeah. One of us could get heated down the stairs. I'll get heated downstairs. So is, how many rooms is in there? Three upstairs. And then there's like... Um, Three or four separate areas down here, including the kitchen. And there's a basement, a full cellar basement that oh, we are right here not supposed to go into. It is creepy. Um, it's real creepy. Real creepy. Like, uh, why are you not open it? Hey, hang on. I'm just it's real creepy. And it's cold. Like, big rush of cold air. Um, and then there's also an attic that we're not supposed to go up into either. I guess maybe liability or something, probably. Oh, Judas was in there. I mean, like, that looks Fall like... bust your ass out, yeah, the, out the attic. <laughs> I mean, this house is like it's been lived in to some extent, so I was just, I just like, it, you know. Yeah. 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 I was going to say, you never know what you're going to find in the attic or the basement. Right. Yeah. 
there is not events close to that cost. In fact, we don't really have beds. We have um, furnaces. For, yeah, like the two furnaces. Yeah, radiators. Yeah, radiators. Radiators. Look, I'm having struggle for it tonight. It's radiators. So there's not really. There you go. That's your answer with that one. <laughs> yeah. No, trust me. We've been trying to troubleshoot this thing all night. We keep moving it around from place to place, thinking, mm -hmm. okay, well, maybe it's, you know, maybe it's just that this part of the house is warmer. Maybe it's just that this, you know, uh, I don't even know. We're, at, at this point, we've moved it to three or four different locations, and it's doing the same thing every time. Well, so, do y'all sense anything? I mean, are you sensing presences or... Yeah, so last night I was um I was sleeping kind of like I was fits and starts, you know, like I I wasn't really, you know, asleep asleep, but I wasn't really awake awake. Um and I kept feeling like someone was watching me to the point where I was uncomfortable and I didn't like I was almost like I don't wanna roll over because I know that there's gonna be something standing there. Um, but I did it, no and nothing was standing there. I'm not, you know, I'm here to see what's going on, so I'm not gonna be scared. But um, and then she kept waking up last night well, um, as well, and she was also talking pretty extensively in her sleep, which she does occasionally, but not like this. This was like full-blown conversation, and I could hear it from my room. Like, she was arguing with someone. So, just not normal. <laughs> I, was, I don't recall a dream, so. Like, I was asleep, but I kept waking up, and now I kept with my door open. Uh, because I'm afraid of the dark. Like, these two are all like, I need it to be dark, and I'm like, absolutely not. <laughs> so, like, and I kept my lamp on and everything, but um, I kept getting woken up by something. Right. Um, which it could have just been me. could have just been having a, a night of fit, so I guess we'll see. Um, it wasn't like uh, when we went on the ghost hunt at the Magnolia, and I woke up in the middle of the night because someone pushed me. And I know someone pushed me because they pushed my hip over and I felt it. Now, I was a huge skeptic before we stayed at the Magnolia Inn at, in Seguin, Texas. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, maybe there's something here. And it wasn't like that. So I think we'll see about the rest of the night. But it's also when April hit me in the face because I was scared. Oh, we were going to bring that on. <laughs> and previous times so that's really cool so out of all the equipment that y'all use what would you think what would you say is your favorite piece of equipment out of everything that you that you use that you have that's a hard question mine is the right red pod that's my favorite piece I don't I know it's like easy all you do is turn it on but I swear like that's the one that I feel like is the most reliable and it's the easiest to troubleshoot. 
Like, we can figure out real quick. Um, especially here, I, w- I do want to point out something here. Because, first of all, obviously, when they built this house, electricity was a thing. So, all the electricity is outside the walls. They're all run through. So, we've been very careful to not put any of our equipment near the walls and to test it to make sure that the electricity outside the walls is not actually setting it off. Gotcha. Um, so I think that's why I like that. But I seriously really want a PSB. That's my next purchase. One of the uh, paranormal music boxes. Yeah. Yeah. That's my next toy. Oh, yeah. Can't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's- I think for me, it would have to be um, a K2. I realize it's an extremely simplistic tool, but you know what? Um, dollar for dollar, it's cheap. It's fairly reliable. It's mobile. It's mobile. I can fit it in my pocket and not have to, you know, do a whole dance, song and dance with it. I can even take it to things and just flip it out. Like I went to a restaurant Tuesday and we were doing a whole animal investigation on the table. Yeah, they had no idea. We all had K2s in our hands. We were just like, yeah, I was like, yes, ma'am, I would like another cup, please. <laughs> <laughs> they had no idea. So it just, for me, it's a lot more useful. Yeah. Yeah, I like K2 meters, too, because, you, like you said, they're portable, and you can just pull them out. And my recorder. My recorder. Which, you can give that to a beginner, and they're good to go. Yeah. Yeah. Because I like that's where I'm at. <laughs> so, having a good time with it. Yeah. Sounds well, like. My knowledge to these two. Yeah, sounds like fun. <laughs> Let me tell you the story. Okay, so um, Veterans Day this year, November 11th, we went uh, we went to uh, Cabinet 360. It was me, um, Carrie, who's in the chat, and then it was uh, my other friend, Taya, who was interested in, in learning more about the criminal field, because, I mean, that's how I do, right? That's how I introduce people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we went to Cabinet 360, we went out to the trail, and we were walking along that service road um, that the woods on one side and then the, uh, the tower, like, for the satellite and the cell service and stuff was on the other side. Something threw a rock at me, hit me in the neck, and drew blood. Oh, my God. Well, nowhere. It's just the three of us out there. Nobody else. Um, and I told Ryan, I would talk to him about this, and I think I completely forgot, and I didn't talk to him about it. I actually have pictures of it as well, so. I haven't had anything like that happen, but I do know when I go to the to the way back woods, the way back that there's that there's definitely somebody there that's watching. That's a male. And when Ryan and I were out at the way back looking for the team, because you know we were kind of floating, um, I told him that there was a shadow figure that kept going in between the trees. I was watching it, and and we heard the steps. That that was the funny thing, is we heard the steps, and I'm like in between the trees. As far as an experience there, um, I think my biggest one was one night when we were in the front part of the woods and Jean was with me and some big seven foot above shadow figure stepped in behind me and I could feel it. And I felt, I knew that it was bigger than me, so I made Jean step in behind me. But before he did that, he glanced over and saw the, saw the figure. 
So, I mean, I've done Reiki out. I never, I've never had anybody like throw anything, but I have when I was doing some of their helping with some of the fundraisers out there doing Reiki. I would set up my table there. I would find pennies on the floor. Like I would leave to go downstairs to go to the bathroom, and I'd come back up, and there'd be pennies on the floor. So I've collected all the pennies. It's like I, I know it sounds weird, but whatever is upstairs likes Reiki. So when I'm there, that's it's like two incidences where that happened, where I set up my table and they just left me pennies. But I've never had anything thrown at me or anything like that. Yeah. There. Yeah. But I was wondered, you know, because I've never, that's the first time that I've ever had anything um, draw blood from me. Yeah, yeah. I just walked that service road Saturday. Yeah. You know, it's, that's what's so, I think that's what's so creepy in it. And at the cabin, when you go there, there are so many shadow figures there, and they're not tiny ones. They're tall. They're yeah. like almost, you know, over six feet. Some of them taller than that, because I've seen them when I, when I go out to my car, you know, and they're solid, <laughs> just solid. That goes right in front of you. So it's it's pretty active over there. See I can't I do not have my glasses on so I can't see. Ronnie Anderson wanted to know what your favorite location is. Oh, I mean honestly it might end up being this one, to be real. Like to be real honest. Um as far as like the well known ones, I would say my favorite location is St. Albans. Like I can't I know everybody always says St. Albans, but like it is by far my favorite. Um, I have a friend there uh, who likes to come talk, see me every single time I go, and it's um, so it feels like home to me. When I go to St. Albans, it always feels like home. I have not been there. Oh, you have to go. It's so close. Yeah, I have not been there yet. <laughs> All right, well, listen. Neither. Somebody else said EnigmaCon, April 2023. I don't remember who it was. Somebody said that. Let's all go. Name McCon Yeah. Yep, because I have don't, don't give me a no, I I'm looking for fuck yes energy right now. <laughs> um, well, I'm gonna need a solid yes. <laughs> I can't do a solid yes. <laughs> I don't know where I'll be at in April. <laughs> How many? Well, I'll be at Nakon. Okay. It'll be it'll be good. John Stevens wanted to know when you went over to the Brick Ranch, or what did you think about that? Um, so this was my second time at the cabin. Um, honestly, okay, so I spent more time in the basement looking into the corners to try and, like, debunk than I did anywhere else. Um the upstairs to me feels way creepier than the downstairs. Mm -hmm. I realize that that's unpopular to see what's but it really does. It I, feels upstairs is way creepier. Yeah, I feel the, the same way. You don't, you're not alone on that one. The downstairs doesn't seem as, it just doesn't seem as heavy to me. Yeah, it's stale. It yeah. just feels stale. Yeah. Stale on Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I agree. I'll, I'll have to agree with you on that. And I really, as much as I don't, 
want to admit it, I don't like going in Melissa's room. I just just don't, yeah. and I can, and I can't help that. The other room, the next room over is okay, but for some reason in her room, I just don't. I don't like the. I'm not going to say that her energy is not there because obviously it is, but it just feels very heavy and burdened to me. And when I go in there, it, it puts a lot of pressure here. Yeah. So that's why this past Saturday I didn't even go into, I just went to the backwoods, stayed in the cabin. I, I didn't even go over to the rancher just simply yeah. because of that. I don't really need that at the moment, but I didn't go there. So I can't. How are you feeling? Are you I'm, doing okay? Yeah, I'm doing okay. I've been following your, your journey. I've been following, and I'm right there with you. I mean, sending you good thoughts. And, I appreciate and that. Yeah, it's a one-day-at-a-time thing, but I'll get through it. I'm just stubborn. You're tough lady. Stubborn. I don't doubt that. You're tough lady. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very stubborn. You uh, got that right. Very stubborn. Yeah, I'm very he's stubborn. He's, he's upset because I didn't take my meds. <laughs> I, just, I didn't feel like it. You know, so just take care of yeah. Oh, I, I will. I just didn't feel like taking them today. I was having one of those days, and and so, and I don't. I didn't feel like taking them. What do you want me to say? Oh, so I'll, I'll take them tomorrow. Bright and early. Promise. <laughs> Damn mother hen well, people. Mother hen people. Look at y'all. <laughs> Oh, I definitely am. Yes, I'll be fine. I just didn't feel like taking them. That's all. All right, we at Vet for Paranormal do the, what is that? The How do you say it? Thank you. Can't talk. You guys would like the location. Nah. It's real fun. Yeah, St. Albans is a gem as well. But there's there's going to be a lot of people at that too, isn't there? I'm sure. Yeah. A butt ton of humans. The way that I have always seen St. Albans, they don't always like who they like, right? So the spirits there, they develop relationships with you. And you, if you are just one of those kind of people, they're going to be drawn to you, and you're going to have experiences. My very first investigation was at St. Albans, first one ever. And um, I was with Carrie, right? She was the name in the chat. and we still had, we were at one of those public tours, probably 100 people in the room, and we still got stuff. You have to remember, it's like 40,000 square feet. If you can't lose yourself at 40,000 square feet, like, it's, it's a big spot. It's a yeah. big spot. Sounds like it would be. Like I said, I'll get there. I don't know. Um, I was trying to see if Ryan was doing a show tonight, so I won't cut into his show time, because I don't know. I don't recall. I don't recall his post. Isn't that terrible? Poor Ryan. Poor Ryan. <laughs> I think that I don't. He didn't say anything about his show. I don't think. Yeah. I just want to make sure I don't cut into his airtime. That's all. Because I know I got like I got four whole minutes left of a show. <laughs> you, with your podcast, well, you said it was Tuesdays, but what time is it? Um, we don't do live, so oh, okay. we don't do any live, so whenever you want to download stuff, Tuesdays is when we drop the new stuff in. Uh, we, we, for real, like, that's not a joke. We really were ranked, ranked number two, uh, Science Podcast in Poland. 
Y'all come on. <laughs> I know. Shayla, we appreciate you tuning in. Yeah, I know. Early alarms. Ugh. Well, you ladies have a great night and enjoy yourselves. And if you're doing a live, I'll try to catch it on there. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you. Bye. Bye. Y'all have a great night. Have fun. I don't think. Let's see.
lifting out the counter and smashing under the floor. So we were talking about, you know, let's just get out of New York and let's just get out of here, move away. And apparently they didn't like that. Mm. They were uh, not happy that you were going to yeah. leave. They didn't want to bring yeah. uh, more new people <laughs> into the uh, into the house. We just got used to you. <laughs> yep. So that, yeah, they didn't they didn't like that idea either that we were gonna pack up and leave, even though it was just talk. Yeah. The bagel jumped off the counter and right to the floor. Mm. Well, I guess that ended I guess that ended that conversation, huh? It did actually. I picked the bagels up and I apologized and we're, we're, <laughs> we're not going anywhere, brothers. Yep. Wow. Oh, so um as far as other places you investigated, what is your favorite place to uh, you've gone out to and uh, got the best evidence? Uh, my one friend's house, she has um, a lot of activity at her house, and there was a lot of spirits where you could hear them talking, you could hear them mumbling, um, just, just the chatter. You could just hear the chatter. It's just as soon as you walk in the door, I can you, you can just I can just pick it up right away. Mm-hmm. Little hairs might stand up, and you, you can just hear it. And they all they all want her attention. They're all like chattering her name, and they all want her attention. Like she's definitely got some type of a, a vibe to her that she needs to like open up for. She's she'd be really good at be able to help them cross over. I think that they think that she could help them, and they're just kind of attached to her. Her house is pretty pretty busy. Do you think she wants to open herself up or like? Yes and no. Yeah, she's she's probably listening right now. So she definitely wants to try and get in more into it, but I don't know how far she wants to go. I just imagine um, someone her walk around is this long line of people behind her, and like she turn around, yes. they turn around, and they're like constantly attached to her, like whispering. That's what it seems like when she's there. It feels like they're all on her, like all on her. They're like, oh, maybe I don't want to hear all that. You want to hear all that shit? Like, <laughs> I'll never get, I'll never get any peace and quiet because they're always being talking my ear off. Yep. <laughs> so, when you go on an on an investigation, do you like? use any, like, protection? Like, well, how do you prepare yourself for an investigation? Um, well, we – I guess it varies depending on where we're going. Like, when we go to Google Earth Cemetery, I want to make sure everybody is has a clear mind, everyone's focused. Um, we – I do use stage to cleanse afterwards. Um, beforehand, I pretty much just let – you know, have everybody just do, like, their own little dance, let them know, like, nothing can stick to you, nothing can stay to you, tell everybody – don't let anything attach themselves to you. Um, and then afterwards, I do, I do a little sludging session with them, cleanse them, and then they go on. Have you but at the regular house, um, like I said, it would just depend. I feel like anything could attach themselves to you. Have you ever been scared during an investigation? Like, <laughs> No, actually, not really. Nothing's ever been, like, the point where I just wanted to end it. Let's, let's get out of here. No. I mean, we went to the Hinsdale house, and I was actually pretty at ease every time I've been there. Not, it doesn't really doesn't affect me as much as it affects other people. Yeah, I was talking to a, a girl last week. I had her on the show, and uh, she was telling me that she went there, um, I got a month ago, 
maybe, maybe a, a little bit longer. And she said she she it felt weird. She said it was definitely a very welcoming place. She felt welcome there. Um, yeah, that's how I felt too. But they also people I've talked to say that they make you feel welcome. They keep drawing you in. But you can also feel there's a lot of sadness there too. Mm-hmm. You can feel the sadness, but at the same time you feel like you are meant to be there, kind of like yeah, like you're part of it. It drags you in and pulls you in. You kind of have to be a little stronger than them than they are. Which makes you glad I live in Virginia. I don't have to oh, worry. Yeah, okay. don't have to worry about worry about that. Um, I have been to Hinsdale House before. Um, yeah. I did, yeah, I went out there a few years ago. I enjoyed my time. It was a lot of fun. Um, didn't get much only because I was only there one night. Um, and I'm sure I would have gotten more if I had been there longer. Um, we did find out, or one of the, I guess the tour guides told us that one of the girls at the house enjoyed the the smell of Vicks Maple Rub. So we went out to the store and bought a little tub of it and put it in her room. And we just took the top off, left it there. We were investigating and left it there all night. And even, I don't know if you ended up going back in the room or not. We went back there the next morning, and there was a fingerprint in the uh, yeah. <laughs> in the vapor rub. And I talked to Daniel, and he says he still has a vapor rub. He still uses it as a um, as a piece of evidence to show people when they go out there. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just weird how some places can be like like that, so welcoming to you to um, to a team and. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I didn't, I didn't even, I didn't even think about it that way. Um, but I've been a few places around here, like St. Albans and uh, the Exchange Hotel, places like that, where it's it, it felt very welcoming. And um, I mean, certain places aren't like you know, certain places in St. Albans, Sanatorium is not that welcoming. But I don't, I always want to go back. I should say. Uh-huh. To it, you know. Um, I never feel bad when I go there. Um, people they go there to get freaked out. Um, and it's just interesting how how some places can can make you feel a certain way, and other people feel the exact opposite. You know, yeah, it depends on your just how much energy it takes from you. Yeah, it's crazy. So, um, I had experience at Hinsdale when I was there. Um, we were all headed back up the stairs to go up to the bedrooms to do an investigation. And I was last one going up, and I thought I was following my daughter up there. Um, she's also part of our team. And by the time I got to the top of the stairs, I heard a giggling off to the side bedroom, which I believe is Laura's room. And I went into that room thinking I was following my daughter, Lily. There was nobody in there. She wasn't giggling. It wasn't her. I didn't walk in there. There was nobody there. So I followed some some young girl up the stairs into the room, and nobody was there. Man. That was a good one. I think I would freak out a little bit. Plus, you're used to seeing stuff. So that's, you know, par for the course for you. But, man, I don't know. I think if I saw something, I don't think I would register what I saw until, like, I don't know. A few seconds later, I'd be like, "Oh, stuff you just can't you, you can't register." Like, "Oh shit, okay." Did I just see what I thought I saw? I don't think I'd be. I don't even think I'd be freaked out. I think I think I'd be like, 
Did I just see what I thought of you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we, we go to, like, to, like, look at cemeteries and the old stones, and I took Sebastian and Lillian, so my one son and daughter, to a cemetery up in, it was in Orangeville, New York. Not too far from here. And Lillian was probably, I don't know, five or six times. And she was standing there, and she was asking me why that lady over there was so sad. She was the only one that could see the lady. But Lillian, she clearly seen her, and she said she's standing right there at that stone, and she's very sad. So she must have seen a lady, because that stone was a woman's stone. The woman over there afterwards. It makes you wonder, if you walk about in a cemetery by yourself, and you see someone walking around the cemetery, are they really there? Are they there? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Go to them, Exactly. Are you real? You could, it could be. You could walk by a ghost. You wouldn't even. I mean, the fact that she saw a woman and she didn't see like a woman with no legs or floating there. She thought it was an actual woman. You don't know. You could. You could be walking around the mall and like walk right past the ghost. I don't even know it. Just go around poking people, it. make sure they're there, <laughs> which I would not recommend. Yeah. <laughs> so the ghost stories, fact or fiction? This is the fact. Fact and fiction. Sorry, fiction, Sebastian. Fact and fiction. Yep. Fact and fiction. So, most of the stories are true, but there are tales that are also in there that you can kind of decipher for yourself. Do you believe them or not? So do you go – do you have people coming on this, the, the the Facebook page and writing stories? Um, yeah, they write stories. They share memes. They share um, stories that other people post and just kind of bring off to our platform. Oh. Yeah, there's a lot of difference. We have about almost 8,000 followers now on that. A good way to, to share. 8,000, yeah. Yeah, you want to share your story anonymous, anonymously. You don't want to, yep. you know, put yourself out there, but you want to, you know, get stuff off your chest. It's a good way to, maybe it's almost therapeutic for people, too. So, like, oh, this is what, yeah. you know, it's happening to me. Um, experiences. And- yeah. You know, it's not for anyone to judge. It's there for you to put your stories in there, and we all we read them and we enjoy them. They um, it's a good thing about the internet, or I guess not the labels. You know, yeah, but social media. Um, there is a lot of negative negativity about it, but it's also all good because you can share stories and you don't feel so isolated. Yep, like, there's a lot of like-minded people out there you can meet up with and yeah. the ones that don't agree with me, whatever. <laughs> you know, before, I guess back in the day, you know, you, stuff would happen and then you would, you feel like you were completely, you would feel like you were alone mm-hmm. because you didn't know who to talk to. You know, you'd be looking up stuff in the phone book trying to figure out, all right, how do I get up a ghost? But, <laughs> you know, they don't really have yeah, paranormal teams and yellow Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we had to go to an actual library if yeah. information. <laughs> And that's just a lot of work. <laughs> but now you can just put in, um, put in like, oh, paranormal teams in, you know, in your area, or paranormal teams on Facebook, and you get like fifty thousand of yeah. them. You know, I was, um, we did the uh, toy drive event at the cabin on 360, and uh, we had, we were finished up. I had to go back into the brick rancher by myself to get the the um 
make sure everything was locked up and make sure everything was, you know, no less equipment in there. So I'm like, well, I'm not going to like do this by myself. So I put my, did a live feed and I walked around the brick rancher with the live feed. So it wasn't alone. I still had people with me, but they were on, you know, Facebook live. But I was like, if something happened, at least I'll be able to see something or be able to, people would be able to check it out, whatever. But it brings people together, you know. Yeah, it does. And uh, just shows how small the world is, too. It's getting smaller. It's just, I mean, you can talk about our paranormal experiences where, like, 20 years ago, that, well, maybe it would have happened 20 years ago. What was 20 years ago? That was, like, 2000. So maybe 2008 internet, right? Cool internet. But nothing like this. <laughs> We've been you know, chatting on, like, Yahoo Messenger and shit back in the day. Um but as I, I said before, we would we wouldn't have been able to do this, and um, you know that part's cool about it. You know. Yeah, they had a lot of um, like meetups and stuff. Uh, yeah. Different groups for that, paranormal meetup groups, and so I joined a couple of those. We never, I never actually ended up doing any kind of investigations or meeting up with anyone to like do any of the, you know, ghost talks. Um, you know, one thing I never even done either. My own right here in East Aurora, they have ghost walks. Ooh, I love those. With, um, yeah. Ghosts in Winfield. Yeah, I've never even done one of those. It's just something because, like, right there in my own backyard. That's I did. I like to be there. I did one ghost. I've, well, I've done two, but the one I liked the most was they did one in Lexington, where the guy dressed up like it had a top hat on, the cape, and held his. You know, his little lantern thing. And lantern? It, yeah, we really got it. It was like October. It was fall. You know, it just, the, the mood was right for, for it. Mm. There was also one I went to in Richmond, which was pretty good, too. Um, but, yeah, I love I those uh, those those ghost, uh, like, history tours and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, they each row's got a lot of them. They got the Roy Cross and a lot of other places here that they uh, – walk through and they just explain to you what's going on in the town. I've, I've never been to one, but I'm, I'm always like, I want to go. I ran up going. Yeah. That's Maybe the thing. Maybe it's like, again, stuff, stuff, stuff just keeps happening where it's like, I, you, they claim, I mean, I'm going to do it. And then stuff happens and it gets right in the back of your head again. And you just like. Yep. Just like Christmas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. So, what's your favorite piece of equipment to use when you go uh, uh, in, on an investigation? I like the REM pods. The REM pods are nice. Um, put them out there, and then you can just, you know, you can go into your own thing, but then you can, you'll be alerted if something's coming near it. It's just, just a neat little device. Um, the ghost boxes are nice too. Um, my son's got a really nice setup here that his um, father-in-law put together with them. Um, I think he got it. They had it made at Paranormal Oddities. It's um, in our area. Excuse me, my cat's trying to take over. Um, that's a pretty good tool. You can really, you can hear it clearly. Like you can actually hear a voice that like you can have a conversation. It's almost like they talk back to you. And then the other mm-hmm. thing I like to do is the, um, uh, the SS uh, method. Mm-hmm. Where you use the blindfold and the earplugs, and then you ask them questions, and you can only hear what's coming through your um, earphones. I like that a lot. 
that one actually works really good for me. I can really get into a good trance and, and hear pretty good. Yeah, that's 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 a good. I, I we just started doing that at the at the cabin. We've had a few teams come out and do that method, and we've got some really good sponsors that uh. Yeah. You're completely isolated. It's almost like you enter another plane when you go into that. Mm-hmm. And all you are, you're just you're just there. To me, it's like I'm standing in the middle of the black abyss. Like old-fashioned TVs with the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. That's how I feel. Like, I'm just in that, and I'm just... I'm the only one there, and then I can just hear the voices coming through, and and then I just say what I hear, and then afterwards they tell me what they asked. And we put it all together. And you're completely I, focused because you have nothing else to distract yeah. you from, from what you're hearing. I was in it one time for, goodness, I think it was almost an hour. I was sitting so long that my legs went numb. Wow. I didn't even realize it. So into it. So that that would have to be my favorite favorite. Yeah. Once you get, like, I guess once stuff starts, like, not happening, you start noticing, like, how you know, my legs are, my butt's hurting from sitting here for so long or, you know, you start thinking like, you start, you, you can tell time starts getting on your head like, oh, well, this is taking forever. But when, once right. you start getting stuff, when you, you keep getting stuff, you don't even care because you're not even focused on that. Yeah, you just keep going with what's going on in front of you and it's just, time just gets away from you that way. Yeah. That's awesome. Did, did all the stuff that you were saying, did, did it match up to the questions they were asking or... It did, and that's up to a lot of their questions. Um, I remember the one was um, something about a something about a child and something about a swamp. And the questions they were asking were like the answers were just coming through perfectly for them. At least I told me we need to write these down so we can remember what they are. <laughs> we don't write them down, and then they just kind of get away from us. That would be tough to remember all those questions after an hour of, of uh Yeah. <laughs> yeah tough to... I just like I just spread out the words so I'm not sure what I'm saying or why yeah. I'm saying and I just say what I hear. Yeah. We it'd be nice to have someone like write that stuff down and write what you say. Mhm. And then they can see yeah, us so a bit to look back on then. Yeah. Or just have someone oh, record it. Well, yeah, we can yeah. record it. Just, I think it'd be easier just to be able to reference it right away. Yeah. Of playing it back and... Yeah, exactly. You're like, oh well, and you, oh, it's just like, oh, I said, I said, what's your name? And then a few seconds later, you said Cynthia or you know whatever. Yeah. And then you have you have a hard copy of it. And, and then you, you have reference to it when they're going through all your yeah. Things. So then you have the video where it's like, well, it, of course they could have written down anything. So I'm like, right. all right, well, here's exactly. a video about seeing the same thing. And I got some recording it right here on their, on their recorder, too. There you go. So, um, having a brain fart here. Uh, yeah, you had a choice. Like, three locations you want to investigate. Like, the money is not an option. You want to go there right now. Um, well, I'd like to go to, um, Preston Hotel. My son's been there, and he got some really good um, experience. He had a couple good experiences there. I'd love to check that place out. Eureka Springs alone, I guess he said he's got a lot of um, a lot of activity. Just so just walking through the place, you can mm-hmm. just feel it in the air. So I guess I'd like to go over down down that area. 
Where else I'd like to go? Well, of course, who wouldn't want to go visit Dracula's castle? I mean, that would be <laughs> right? awesome. That would be awesome. Just see any of the castles yeah. over to Ireland and check those castles. Anything like that would be the most exciting. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun. Oh, man, so I want to thank you for coming on the show tonight. Um, I want to give you a chance to talk about, like, you know, where people can find your, you find you and keep track of what you're doing. And You can find us on Ghost Stories Factor Fiction on Facebook. Uh, we have a TikTok. Should have written this down because, of course, I don't know it offhand. Bastion does all that social media stuff. That's my son. Um, I think it's GSFF. That's our acronym. So you can look us up at BSFF or Ghost Storage Stacks and Fiction. You'll be able to find us on a couple of different social media platforms. I will look you up on TikTok and I will follow you guys. Sounds good. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. And uh, thank you for having Sorry about the little <laughs> fast. So, yeah, Sebastian <laughs> says uh, GSFF underscore paranormal. For the TikTok. There it is. There and it is. he also said that you filmed in a in a show. So they actually filmed in one. I did. Uh, it was a, we, I was just in one little skit, but he was in quite a few of them. Death Walkers with oh, okay. So that actually just came to the U.S. So you can actually watch it on. I believe it's Film Fair. He probably knows the right the name for it as well. You can catch it on there. Um, I think it's one season one through three. They're really good. Which episode were you in? So you can send all then all your fans out there. Sebastian was so was I in. <laughs> okay, that's late. He'll have to tell me. He'll show. Yeah, he's a guest. Instagram is ghost underscore stories underscore facts underscore and underscore fiction. Yeah, that's Instagram. Oh, there he is. Okay. And then ghost stories facts and fiction on Facebook. So now there we got to figure out which episode you were in. Death Walker Film Rice TV. Yes. That's it. Yep. Got my back. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we got all all the social media out there, out there now. Now we got to yeah. let's, let us know what, what episode you're in because I want to watch it. Come on, Sebastian. Yeah, I, I, I run through the door in the episode. She's kind of like a shadow of me and then the, uh, a gentleman in front of me were running to the girl who's in the bed who just got scratched and she's jumping up crying. Um, he oh, does a uh, lot of the shadow figures, and I think he played a doctor in one. Um, his wife played a nurse, and she played a couple other roles as well. Um, my daughter Lily, she played um, the Ouija board, so you'll be able to hear little hands in there. Part of her, um, sitting there doing a session with another girl. Well, Sebastian doesn't, doesn't know which episode it's been. Now, now this means you have to watch every episode. Yeah, you gotta watch them all. Yeah, watch them all now. <laughs> Dedication right there. So, again, it was uh, uh, Death Walker TV. Death Walker TV. Death Walker on Film Rice TV. Yeah. And um, Good Stories, Fact and and Fiction on all the social media platforms. Awesome. Well, thank you again for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. All 40 episodes. We got some work to do. Um, Everybody get started. On that note, I will let you go, and uh, I hope to chat with you soon. Bye. Have a good night. All right. You too. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.
that was fun talking to Sean Lee. Um, that was a, a good conversation. Next week, we're going to have our our Christmas episode. So we'll see how that goes. It's going to be fun. So uh, I'll probably just read some Christmas articles and learn about Christmas and weird facts about Christmas and maybe we'll read some good stories. It'll be a relaxing, fun episode. So, again, thank you to Sean Lee for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. And um, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Sebastian, for your help as well. Um, Have a great night. We'll be back here. Same freaking awesome time. Same freaking awesome channel. Bye.